So today on HTML Energy, I talked to Emma Ray Norton, who is interested in the computer mouse encoding slowly by hand. Emma's website is marceldochamp.net. Well, yeah, welcome to the HTML Energy Podcast, Emma. It's nice to have your energy here. Thank you for having me. I wanted to start off pretty simple and ask you, what does HTML Energy mean to you, and how do you tap into it? I think HTML Energy means uh, kind of like a slowness to me. And I think I tap into it by by slowing down. So HTML has always been like very, yeah, a very slow and quiet space for me. I think it's, it, I use it a lot to think through things that I'm thinking about. Yeah, what might one of those things be? I mean, I'm in school right now. And so most recently I've been doing a lot of work on the history of the computer mouse. I've used HTML just to, I mean, I use HTML to think through things visually. So it's a way for me to kind of get down the things that I'm thinking about into a structure um, and then to just be able to move things around within that structure. So a lot of like, I've been doing research on the mouse for over a year and it's a lot of, there's a lot of different threads of that research. And so yeah, I use HTML as a way to kind of like bring those things together and move them around and think about think about what I'm thinking about in different ways. <laughs> yeah, I saw that you made a scrolling mouse lecture that's presented mm-hmm. as a web page. I love how the two sides are scrolling independently, so it really, at least to me, like prioritized my own understanding um like I, I could feel free to move either section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering how you got interested in the mouse. I got interested in the mouse because I tried to build one while in school. And so I'm in this kind of like creative technology program. We're required to take a physical computing class, um, which I had never done before. And I decided that I wanted to try and make my own computer mouse. I don't exactly remember why I decided that, but I think it was just I had an interest in trying to make something that I interacted with, you know, like every day. I thought that it wouldn't be the most complicated thing to do, and it turned out to be extremely hard to do. And so I think when I was met with how kind of complex that the mouse was, I just became interested in, in why. Why was it so complex? And and then also just like, I think I was just interested in this idea of something that's like seemingly simple, that looks simple, that we use every day, that's like one of kind of the most ubiquitous technologies, computing technologies to date, that it that it required so much, yeah, so, so many different like tiny moving parts and so much like maintenance <laughs> is involved. 
and getting a mouse to work with a computer. Like the, the, the driver, like the mouse driver is something that I haven't even really thought about at all. And just because it's like, it seems to be way over my head. Um, or like how a, how a serial, how a USB connection works, like something like that. But also the shape of the mouse really interested me. Yeah. What about the shape was interesting? It's for your hand. <laughs> I think like when you look at it, you can look at it and it looks like something that you want to pick up. Um, but it doesn't really go much farther than that. Like there's nothing about its shape that tells you that it's for a computer, which I think is interesting. And I think, I think the fact that it's for your hand is like so far from where we are now, which is where like, you know, everything is baked into the screen. Everything is very flat. It feels important to me that the, there's this technology that is kind of a reminder of the fact that, you know, you're a human using a computer that this thing was made for, yeah, your your embodied self. What was your first website that you ever created like? The first website I made was called, is called, <laughs> Website with the Sound of Its Own Making. And I made that in 2010. And it was at a moment where I was also in school <laughs> 10 years ago in undergrad. And I was studying photography uh, and printmaking, and I was making a lot of work about, my question was, what does the internet look like? So that was like my driving question um, in my last two years of school. And yeah, it's 2010, which is I think when like the first iPhone came out, like it, it felt like a lot of things in terms of how we were relating to computers and how we were relating to each other with computers, or at least how I was experiencing computers had started to shift. In thinking a lot about what the internet looked like, I decided that I wanted to try and learn the language of the internet, the language of the web. Um, and so I made this very, very small website, very minimal amount of HTML. It was just, you know, the HTML tag and the head tag and the body tag, and then there was an audio tag in the body tag that was a recording of me writing that HTML page. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a gesture towards this question, what does the internet look like? It kind of became like, you know, what, what does the internet sound like, or what is making the internet sound like? And yeah, that was the first, that was the first page I made, and then I took this class in college that was like a basic web development class with Michael Bell Smith and I made a bunch of really funny like hand-coded web pages in that class as well. Cool. How long was the audio file of the website making? I think it's like a three or four minute file but I put it into a, a loop so it, I think like the file now is like 20 minutes <laughs> um, and it's also I think I put it into a loop because I eventually put it burned it onto a CD and so I just wanted to make it a little bit longer so that people could listen to it. I've heard that it's very, like, relaxing to listen to while you're work, Or it, it kind of, like, it's nice to listen to while you're doing computer work because <laughs> it's just typing. But I think it's very short. I don't. I mean, I think the amount of time that it takes to type out, um, you know, HTML tags, head tags, the body tag, and then the audio tag. Yeah, that does sound very soothing. It, it reminds me of how... 
now during the quarantine, it's really nice to hear other people doing menial tasks. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. Someone mentioned that recently, like I was on a Zoom call and they were just saying how nice it is to kind of, yeah, hear like the background, like even just like a car driving by or someone closing a door. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, it like creates a little bit more intimacy, I think. Do you have a favorite HTML element? I think at one point it was the marquee tag, but I think, I think that that tag is like deprecated, right? Or like it still works, but it's kind of like, doesn't really work that well or something. But I do really like that tag just because I don't know. It's like, it's just representative of like a different kind of web. I think when like marquee tags seemed like something that you would, that you would want or need for your page. But I think now, you know, when the marquee tag goes away, I think my second favorite HTML element would be the span tag. Um, the what tag? And I think that's because the span tag. Oh, span. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's because it doesn't have any, like, inherent styles attached to it. And it's, like, not a block level element. So, like, it doesn't – you can put a span tag around something – super specific that's not necessarily related to what it is i mean it requires css to do stuff with it but i think kind of like being able to be hyper specific with the with the tag is exciting to me i'm always like every time i make an html page i always remove all of the inherent um css that's applied to those tags um and just work i like to work from like the ground up it's kind of yeah it kind of goes against I guess what works well about HTML, but I do often do that. So this fan tag does that for me. Oh, nice choice. So what's your, what's my tag? Oh, this is hard. I don't know. I actually really like the audio tag. Yeah. We have some good audio tags on the HTML energy website. So, um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but I wanted to ask you about your workshop, Hand Coding Round Robin, which from what I understand mm-hmm. is um is a slow coding collaborative workshop that you first did at the School for Poetic Computations Code Society's program. Is that right? I actually first did it in Taeyun Choi's who is the founder of as one of the founders of SFPC in his class at NYU. So yeah, I first did it last last year um, in, in a class called Teaching as Art. I led that workshop, yeah, to a small group of people. But I think I did it to probably like the biggest group of people at at SFPC's Code Societies, yeah, this past January. It's funny because I'm realizing that everything's coming out of um <laughs> out of school the structure of the class was to kind of develop your own workshop and html is just something that i've always been i mean for a long time i've been really comfortable with like i learned web development kind of very slowly on my own and like in a class in undergrad i it just felt like a, a language that i was very comfortable using and so it was like one of these things that i was excited to teach and share with other people and so when I got into this, when I got into Taeyun's class, I think it kind of immediately became um, clear that I wanted to 
have a workshop developed around um, hand coding. And I don't really remember how the round robin part materialized, but I think like simultaneously, like part of the workshop, the beginning of the workshop starts with like, it starts with like a little lecture that I give. Um, and the lecture is like, kind of just goes over some of the things that I think about a lot, um, which is like the relationship between humans and computers and kind of like how computing has evolved over time, how it's like it started with this very like physical kind of interaction where there was like ostensibly no like software and that it was very like hands on and it's kind of evolved into this like seamless proprietary um very like flattened interaction I just like to present that history to like recognize why I'm interested in something in hand coding, which I feel like is a little bit closer to that feeling of being more intimate with your computer um, and also slower. And so the round robin part kind of plays into that idea of like losing kind of like removing some of like the control or some of like the ownership that you have over your computer and feeling what it feels like to move around someone else's computer. I don't know. I just think that's something that like we don't really do. I, I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of deep attachments to like my personal computer. And I think it's important to at least question why I feel those attachments and also like how how real like how, how much illusion is involved in that attachment and what it feels like to kind of let go of some of that. And so the round robin part is where, you know, people will stand up and move to someone else's computer and continue um, the workshop, which is just building um, HTML pages, HTML and CSS web pages. Um, yeah. Yeah. And do you prompt your participants with anything? Like, like if they're like, well, what should I write? Yeah. So I, I realized actually at the Code Society's workshop that it's really nice if like the group is already kind of in conversation with each other and they're already kind of very comfortable with each other. And so my first prompt is to just like have the participants kind of like meditate on the moment that they're in and just put down like a thought or a question that they have for the group because the next prompt is that someone will come to your computer and respond to that thought or that question. The first prompt I have them write in a instead of a p tag. So yeah, the structure is that I'll like I'll I'll give this kind of like question or prompt and then I'll also ask them to write it in a specific tag. Um, and so I, I don't know, depending on like time, I'll, I, I try and go through like, I think I use like the P tag and the block quote tag and maybe a list tag and an image tag. And it doesn't, it hasn't really ever gotten too much, um, gotten too much farther than that because of time. Yeah. And I saw you did a virtual version of this recently. Um, how did that, yeah. yeah, how did that go and how did it compare to the real life version? It was really surprisingly really nice. I think like the thing that, I think the difference is that for the virtual version, a bunch of people came together who like didn't even know each other. People were very open and generous about what they wrote in the tags, which was like really exciting. But I think there was definitely just like, something missing in terms of um, 
yeah, like a precedence of like why all these people were in the same were in the same. I mean, the precedence was that we were all in quarantine, and so all, actually a lot of amazing stuff came out about that. But I think it just felt different to not be in a room where everyone kind of had already either knew each other or just are, had already been in the same space for a little bit of time. And we did it. We had to do it on glitch pages instead of usually have people just have a like a code editor and a browser, um, which I think is like can be really exciting for people who have never written HTML before just to kind of like see what they're writing appear in their browser, which they use all the time. Um, we had to do it in the in this virtual version on glitch. Yeah, I think other than that, it felt it felt pretty much um, the same. It's just it, I think it's a little bit. It feels very weird to teach online. <laughs> um, I think it feels weird to just kind of like not feel the, the physical presence of everyone in the room. It did go really well. I was really happy with how it turned out and how many people were also excited about it. Yeah, I would love to do one if you ever do it again. Sounds really therapeutic to me too, somehow. Yeah, a lot of people said that. I think it, it it's kind of like, it is very like meditative. Um, and it's just a really nice way. I'm realizing more and more, like more than kind of like learning how to hand code. I think it's like just a really nice way to put people in conversation with each other. It's just like, yeah, like low pressure and, and kind of therapeutic where you can kind of like just read something that someone else said and kind of take your time to respond to it. And, and it's, it's also pretty anonymous. Like you don't have to like put your, you don't necessarily know who wrote what you're responding to. Um, and so I think that's also kind of relaxing in its own way. So if you could bring any website back from the dead, which website would it be? Yeah, this is a hard question. <laughs> it's a hard question because I feel like I didn't, like I grew up on the internet, but I feel like I didn't, I wasn't, I, I was never a part of like any community online or like any, there are no websites that I can like remember really that I want to bring back. What do you remember about that time when you say you grew up online? I just remember AOL, Instant Messenger. <laughs> um, like, I feel like that's a lot. I also remember growing up, like, I would I would see my grandma every weekend. Um, and I remember giving her, like, computer lessons every weekend. And so a lot of it. I think that's also where some of this like hand coding slowness comes from is just like having to be slow with someone who did not grow up with computers. Yeah, that's tangential. I think like I can't, I think maybe a website that I would want to bring back is like, yeah, a Craigslist from like the early aughts or like the late nineties. I think it would just be interesting to see what is going on in that time on the internet and like I think it'd just be like an interesting way to like peek into I don't know misconnections or like the electronics for sale page or something like that also because Craigslist is a website that just hasn't changed <laughs> at all yeah that would be really fascinating yeah it's funny because it, it looks like it doesn't change overall but I feel like they're always making little improvements so if you could describe your energy in one word, what word would that be? I think, and I, I kind of realized this about myself at Code Societies. 
Um, and I think it would be porous. Yeah, this word came to me during code societies. And I think it's my energy is porous, meaning that I'm very open and that I am very like sensitive to other people's energies. And that is sometimes really good and sometimes not so good. But I think it's very, yeah, it kind of, it, it my energy, I think, changes a lot based on the energy that's around me um, very easily, if that makes sense. Yeah. I guess when I think of porous, I think of like a porous rock that has a lot of holes in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that makes sense. Like the water, if you are like a porous rock in the ocean, the water would just like rush through you. Right. Yeah. I think the other word, I, th- I think what is, I've also said is spongy. And now I'm remembering sometimes like I feel too full of energy, like too full of energies around me um and then sometimes that feels very heavy like a sponge being full of water or yeah like a rock in the ocean and then other times it feels very light but it's still like open that's funny i feel like i i could describe myself that way too but i won't go there (laughs) (laughs) i i feel that from you the one the one or two times that we've met (laughs) really (laughs) agree um well what gave you that feeling Well, I don't know. It's just like I think it's like the energy that you give off feels similar maybe to the energy. It it felt very like familiar to me, your energy. And so like I think the way I'm describing my energy and if you're saying that you feel that you have a similar energy, I I think that just like I think that that's true. (laughs) Or I I felt that from you. Cool. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. So I know you've been talking about HTML for a while, but what's your opinion on CSS? I th- I think it's interesting to I think like I always think HTML and CSS as being kind of like tightly coupled. I think it's interesting to just think about HTML alone. It's something that I haven't done um a lot. Yeah, I mean, I feel like what I like about HTML only is maybe something you said about HTML really being about this way to meditate on the structure of the thing itself because it is Mm -hmm. all semantics and Mm -hmm. hierarchy. Do you think HTML energy website shouldn't have any CSS? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I think the relationship between CSS and HTML is so exciting. HTML is exciting in that, yeah, like you said, it's like semantic that there's so much structure that you already built into it that you can lean on. But then I think to just be able to also use CSS to like, I don't know, make that structure your own is important and exciting. 